The book of Daniel is one of the most important prophetic books in the Bible. It contains many great prophecies like the succession of world empires portrayed in chapter 2 and the incredible prophecy of the 70 weeks of years in chapter 9. What would you say is the fundamental prophetic message of the book? I sat down recently with 16 Bible prophecy experts and asked them that question. Stay tuned for their answers. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end-time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. Over the past few weeks, we have been taking a look at the book of Daniel through the eyes of 16 Bible prophecy experts whom I've had the opportunity to interview. In the process, we have considered a number of fascinating questions about the book. We started out discussing the integrity of the book, considering whether or not it is a valid book of prophecy written by Daniel, or whether it's an historical book written by some imposter long after the time of Daniel. And all our experts affirmed its validity and pointed to the fact that Jesus Himself quoted the book. We next considered whether or not there is a time gap in Daniel's famous prophecy of the 70 weeks of years. And again, all our experts agreed there is such a gap and that it is the church age in which we're currently living. The third week, we took a look at God's statement to Daniel that many of His end time prophecies would not be understood until the time came for them to be fulfilled. I asked our experts if they thought we are currently living in that time and they all agreed we are, and they provided a number of examples to prove their claim. The fourth week, I asked our experts to share with us their favorite passage in the book of Daniel and to explain why. Needless to say, we received some fascinating answers and insights. And last week, I asked our experts to identify what they considered to be the fundamental non-prophetic passage of the book, And I ask them that question because the book of Daniel is not just a book of prophecy. It is also a book that tells a fascinating story about a young man taken into captivity to a nation where everything he believed was challenged. I personally have always believed that the fundamental non-prophetic message of the book is how to live a righteous life in the midst of a pagan society. And most of the experts I interviewed came to the same conclusion. If you have missed any or all of these past programs, you can find them on our website at lamblion.com. You will also find many of our other TV programs there together with other videos that you can view online. This week, I'm going to share with you the answers that I received when I asked our forum of experts one last question. What do you consider to be the most important prophetic message of the book of Daniel? Here now are their answers. Well, I think the fundamental prophetic message is the, the great master plan of God, that God has a, uh, an ordained schedule of events that He's carrying out many times in, in our own national life here in the United States. You know, we get very concerned about where our future lies and, and what's about to happen with the economy, what's going on with the world scene, and what's happening in the Middle East. 
I take great comfort in the book of Daniel that God has a plan that he's working out step by step. And to me, that's, that's the fundamental prophetic message is that God is still on his throne and he's taking care of things just like he always said he would. The prophetic message to me is the times of the Gentiles. And it's Israel had entered a really unique time where she had no king reigning on David's throne. And it's a period of time that began with Nebuchadnezzar in 586 when he deposed the last king of Judah, who was Zedekiah. And so that started this terrible time period for Israel when the Gentiles would be on top, trampling down Israel. And that time period begins in 586 and goes all the way to the second coming of Jesus. Times of Gentiles are still going on now. And Israel is being trampled down, you know, by various pagan powers. And so the book of Daniel then are prophecies regarding how Israel is to uh, live and what she is prophetically going to experience during that time period. So the specific empires that would trample down Israel are given. And... uh, Specific prophecies are given about the coming Antichrist, even about the coming of their own Messiah. So it fills in uh, prophetically that gap of time uh, called the times of the Gentiles. So that, to me, is the tremendous prophetic message for Israel. I think the prophetic message of the book of Daniel is to outline the course of the times of Gentiles between the end of the theocratic kingdom for Israel and the reestablishment of the theocratic kingdom through the messianic kingdom. And that gives a basic outline of four Gentile empires. If we keep that in mind, we won't be dissuaded by things like a fifth one, the Arab uh, Antichrist, the Arab uh, Empire, and so on. But the uh, whatever happens, happens to, has to come out of one of these empires. And clearly, the Antichrist will be of the fourth empire. i got to say, Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 and 14 where Daniel says the Son of Man is coming to the Ancient of Days. And like I said, the book of Daniel doesn't paint a pretty picture in some areas, neither does the book of Revelation. But when we get to the end, there is light at the tunnel. Because one day Jesus Christ is going to physically and bodily establish a kingdom right here on this earth, in the city of Jerusalem, in the land of Israel. And that's going to be for 1,000 years. Dave, how do we know 1,000 years? Well, Revelation chapter 20, verses 2 through 7, six times tells us a thousand years, a thousand years, a thousand years. That's not allegorical. That's not spiritual. That's not him coming back in our hearts as some as teaching or we're living in the kingdom right now. Because listen, if we're living in the kingdom right now, I'm sorry I signed up for this deal. And so we know better than that. Daniel chapter 7 verse 14 says that the Lord Jesus Christ will establish a kingdom that will not be destroyed and it's not going to pass away. And Daniel has a lot to say about that kingdom. And those of us who know Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior, we're going to reign with him in that kingdom. So you see, Dave, for a thousand years, we're all going to be Israelis. Praise the Lord. That our God is sovereign. He is in control of all things. Mankind, we, we look around, especially the leaders of the world, and they think they're in control and they think they're making things happen. But really, God is orchestrating all these things, and he's orchestrating them to point to the triumph of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When we look at the book of Daniel, we see those things taking place in which the in second chapter, the vision of the great image. When Daniel was called upon to interpret this, he turned to God and God gave him the revelation of this dream. And then Daniel wrote a beautiful psalm 
in uh, the second chapter, verses 20 through 22, in which he stated, blessed be the name of God forever and ever for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in darkness and light dwells in him. So when we look here at this psalm, it shows the sovereignty of God. It shows that God has a plan and all things are working towards our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's going to return literally and physically, and that is going to be the ultimate plan of our God. And that is the ultimate, I think, prophetic fundamental truth of the book of Daniel. Well, I would suggest that the fundamental prophetic message of the book of Daniel is the sovereignty of God, that God loves and takes care of his people, and that God uh, is offering encouragement and hope to his people through the first and second coming of Jesus Christ. And he wants his people to know that they have a wonderful future regardless of what we go through here on earth. He has a wonderful future planned for us. He has a plan. He's working out that plan. He wants us to know that evil exists and he wants us to make the right moral choices because ultimately there's going to be an end of the age and Jesus is going to intervene and he's going to deal with that evil and he's going to establish his kingdom here on this earth. And so to me that would be the main thing that the book is talking about. The book of Daniel is very clear on a number of things regarding the future. But as a Bible teacher and, and preacher regarding uh, Bible prophecy, what jumps out at me is that everything that Daniel said regarding the future will be fulfilled, number one, and number two, will be fulfilled literally. There is no spiritualization, no allegorizing, all of those things that he talked about. And that gives us a foundation upon which we can interpret New Testament scriptures, prophecies that uh, Paul mentioned and John and Peter and all these. I believe without question that Daniel gives us the basis that we can say it's going to happen just like he said it would happen. Uh, I think the most the fundamental thing about the book of Daniel is that we can trust God in his word. Uh, God is... uh, He's faithful. Uh, God would do exactly what he said, and we can put confidence in his word. Uh, I'm excited about what the scripture says in the book of Daniel in regards to my future. So we can trust him. I think the ultimate prophetic message is that we can trust God with the future. If we can trust him to set up and take down kings, overrule Gentiles, protect the Jewish people in spite of everything that goes wrong, we can trust him with our personal future as well. Uh, The challenges that we face in life, uh, every bend in the road, every uncertainty that comes along, the reminder is the God who knows the future is the future. He controls the future, and he controls your future, and you can trust him. I hope you are finding the answers of our Bible prophecy experts to be as interesting as I did when I interviewed them. They have been responding to the question, what is the most important prophetic message of the book of Daniel? Thus far, we have interviewed nine of the sixteen. Four have stated that they believe the most important prophetic message of the book is the sovereignty of God. 
Two said they thought the most important message is an overview of what the Bible calls the times of the Gentiles. Two others felt that the most important prophetic message is that God is faithful to His Word and can be trusted. Let's now go back to the final seven members of our forum. And again, our question is, what do you think is the most important prophetic message of the book of Daniel? At least a good answer for me is that only God knows the future. As I was looking through the first and second chapters, we had all these false prophets and so forth and so on. And Nebuchadnezzar had had his dream. He was upset. He wanted an answer to his dream. None of the prophets of Babylon could satisfy it. Daniel goes into his prayer closet. He comes out and not only does Nebuchadnezzar tells him the dream, but tells him the interpretation of it. And so only God knows the future. Only God can, can author a book called the Bible that declares the beginning from the ending. And we are a privileged people to be able to just study it, be students of it. And we don't have a, a problem understanding where the world is headed because we have the same God that Daniel had. He knows the beginning of the ending. And the book of Daniel, to me, demonstrates that very fact. Oh, I, I think immediately I would just simply say the thing that is so important about the book of Daniel is that it reveals to us that there is a God in heaven who has a plan. And I love that passage in Isaiah 46, you know, for I am God, there is none other. I am God, there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning. And God sends the angel Gabriel to tell tell Daniel, Daniel, here's God's plan. I'm going to give you a panoramic view of what's going to happen to your people in your city. And in the end, just know this, that the wicked will never understand, but the wise will understand. And Daniel was going to go to his fathers and he was going to uh, await the time when all these things would come to pass. But there is no question that this book reminds us that there's no confusion in heaven. God is not running around wondering what's going to happen next. The final chapter in the history of the world and in our lives has already been penned by God. And so it's a, to me it's a great reminder that God is firmly in control from start, from the moment he spoke the world into creation until the final reforming of this earth in which we live in and as we are entering into eternity with him, there are no accidents. There's no sudden decisions being made. God is not reacting to what happens here. He's proactive. He's already written the final work. Well, not only that, the fact that uh, the prophecies are so explicit, uh, I believe that the message is that God is in total control when everything looks like it's, it's just out of control. And that when we're watching uh, the uh, news, when the whole world is in, in panic and depressed, we can be singing for joy and knowing that our Savior is near. Without a doubt, Jesus wins. I mean, we look here and see all those empires, all the human empires striving and trying to thrive. And Jesus, as the great rock, smashes them. He sets up his kingdom of righteous. He defeats the Antichrist like he's nothing. No matter how bad it is, no matter how worried we are about how civilization is getting, Jesus wins. And because Jesus wins, we who are his children win as well. Well, certainly God is in control of all the details of history. And he's revealed those in a very unique way to Daniel so that we can trust that as we see those details unfold, it's not haphazard, it's not accidental. There is a uh, certainly a plan and a purpose behind everything. That's why the book would be sealed up to the last time. 
uh, and yet we know that it's only sealed up for our good. Uh, when these things happen, the same God who started, God is going to finish it. You have Daniel in Babylon. He's a prince of Judah. I mean, he is, he's in the, the royal family somehow. He's been dragged from Jerusalem, the temple, and thrown into this terrible home of idolatry and, and everything that is against God. And yet uh, the Lord gives him in his prophetic role the story that, that the same God who has allowed Jerusalem to be destroyed, and, and even it was prophesied to me, and that in the 70 years of exile, God is still in control. God is still sovereign. And he's sovereign enough to be able to predict from then to the end of time and the succession of uh, empires and the coming of the Messiah, his first coming and his second coming. God is sovereign and still in control. I, I would suggest that was the main role. That God is not finished with this planet Earth. That he has plans to fulfill what he dreamed of in the Garden of Eden. That put two people in an idyllic situation. The millennial kingdom will be like that with one exception. They, Satan won't be able to tempt people, but there will be still the human nature. And all people, even born during the millennium, will have to call on the name of the Lord to be saved because he's the only way of salvation. And David, I, I, I really appreciate your ministry because you have been so faithful. You've got scars and bruises on your body and psyche that I never even were tempted by. But uh, you've been faithful to God, and I'm grateful that you're in the battle and that you haven't given up, that you're using your talent. And I want to tell your audience, I read you all the time. When I get your magazine, I read it cover to cover, and God has given you a gift to write. Keep writing. Because the bad news for we preachers is we can reach more people with our pen than we can with our mouth. So keep it up. Well, there you have it. The responses of 16 Bible prophecy experts to my question, what is the most important prophetic message of the book of Daniel? I hope you have been blessed by their insights. Now, I have asked my colleague here, Nathan Jones, to join us because I want him to share with you some exciting one-minute videos that he's been preparing over the past couple of years. They're called Bible Prophecy Insights. Tell the folks about them, Nathan. Bible Prophecy Insights are one-minute videos to give you great insight into God's prophetic Word. We send them all out over the Internet to attract people who have no uh, background in Bible prophecy, get them excited about it, and then they come back to our website and learn about it. And they can find that on our website at lamblion.com, YouTube, Vimeo, if they want to copy it, sermonspice.com. And of course, we'll be offering it in DVD. Okay. Well, how about the first one? Well, the first episode is called The Accuracy of Bible Prophecy. It sets the foundation that shows mathematically that only Jesus Christ could have fulfilled Bible prophecy. I'm Nathan Jones with your Bible Prophecy Insight. Can math prove the accuracy of Bible prophecy? Well, let's start with just eight of the 108 prophecies fulfilled in Jesus' life. 
Mathematician Peter Stoner calculated that the probability of all eight being fulfilled in the life of one person is one in ten to the 17th power. That's 17 zeros. That'd be like filling the entire state of Texas two feet deep in quarters. Mark just one, throw it in. The odds would be like walking for days. And then the very first coin picked up, that would be the one with the mark. Impossible, right? Not if the Bible is truly God's word. To learn more about Bible prophecy, visit us at lamblion.com. In episode two of Bible Prophecy Insights, Signs of Jesus' Return, we know that Jesus is coming back soon because he's given us some signs that point to the soon return of Jesus. This one-minute video tells you what some of those signs are. I'm Nathan Jones with your Bible Prophecy Insight. Jesus promised that he would return. While we cannot know the day or hour, Jesus did give us some signs to look out for. They come more frequent and intense like birth pains the closer he got deadly natural disasters, crumbling morality, spiritual apostasy, world wars, technological breakthroughs, and the greatest sign of all, Israel would become a nation again. After almost 1900 years of the Jews living in exile, it happened in 1948. Wow, we are truly living in the season of Jesus' return. Are you ready? To learn more about Bible prophecy, visit us at lamblion.com. In episode three of Bible Prophecy Insights, The Rapture, it's the fundamental message of Lamb and Lion Ministries. It's about the second coming of Jesus Christ when the church will be taken off this world and brought up to heaven to be with Jesus. Enjoy this animated view of what that might be like. I'm Nathan Jones with your Bible Prophecy Insight. The Bible tells us that Jesus will return one day soon to catch up, to rapture those who have accepted Him as Savior. Two people are together and then in the time it takes to snap, one will be left standing. In the blink of an eye, millions will be gone. We'll be taken off this earth to meet Jesus up in the clouds to live with the Lord forever. Those left behind will face the worst period in history, the tribulation. Have you given your life to Jesus today? Will you be part of the rapture? To learn more about Bible prophecy, visit us at lamblion.com. Did you know that 2,500 years ago, the book of Daniel foretold that we would have a great increase of knowledge and travel in the last days? In this episode, episode 4, Technology Foretold, we covered the signs of technology. I'm Nathan Jones with your Bible Prophecy Insight. Can you believe the technology we have today? I mean, jets, cell phones, x-rays, Mars explorers even, we seem to have it all. And yet, it all came about in just the last few decades. And did you know that many of our technologies today were foretold in the Bible 2,500 years ago? The books of Daniel and Revelation describe mass transportation, satellite communications, television, computers, the internet, nuclear weapons, 
and a great population explosion. And all of this was to come just as Jesus is about to return. To learn more about Bible prophecy, come visit us at lamblion.com. In Episode 5, The End of World Politics, the Bible tells us of a particular configuration of nations in the last days that will point to the soon return of Jesus Christ. This is that configuration. I'm Nathan Jones with your Bible Prophecy Insight. The Bible prophesies a very specific configuration of nations in the end times. These national alliances would be a sign of Jesus' soon return. The Roman Empire returns in the form of the European Union. Russia backs a united Muslim world. The strength of the U.S. wanes. China becomes a mighty power. And Israel rises from the ashes of history to become the focus of the world. What's the end game? A one-world government. To learn more about Bible prophecy, visit us at lamblion.com. Well, Nathan, those are exciting. I tell you, you've done a great job of writing them, and you and Ralph have done a great job of producing them, and I think they're going to have a great impact. Uh, Praise now, you've got another one going. you got one in production right now, and I think that's the one you're most excited about. Isn't I it? am excited tell, about, tell me about that one. It. Well, that's uh, Episode 6, Dry Bones. It's Ezekiel 37. It's about bringing Israel back from a dead nation to life again. And we're going to animate that. It's going to be really exciting. But more importantly, Israel becoming a nation again is a huge sign that Jesus is coming soon. And we wanted to really capture people with that. So he's actually going to show dry bones coming alive. Yep, from bones to sinew to muscle to human being. Well, I figure if he can transport you from here to heaven and put you through the portal (laughs) and all, he can bring the dry bones alive. Amen. Well, I just hope and pray that these have a tremendous impact upon young people. I, I, you know, we... When, when we hold prophecy conferences, I often look out and I can't find anybody below the age of 50. And that really discourages me because we need to get this message across to young people. I know you have a real desire for that, a real heart for it. And I'm hoping that these will, as you say, be like uh, fishing bait that you throw out and you grab them in and get them more interested in the details of Bible prophecy. Isn't that what you have in mind, really? That is the total purpose of Bible prophecy insights, to get people excited about God's Word and bring them back so they can give them more information and they can give their lives to Christ. Well, folks, that's our program for this week. I hope it has been a blessing to you, and I hope you will be back with us again next week. Until then, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Nathan Jones and myself saying, Look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near. If you would like to learn more about the book of Revelation, please consider Dr. Reagan's comprehensive survey entitled, Wrath and Glory. In this easy-to-read book, Dr. Reagan takes you through the book of Revelation one chapter at a time and clearly explains the meaning of each chapter, relying on a literal, plain-sense interpretation. The book also contains Dr. Reagan's responses to the most commonly asked questions about Revelation. Questions like, is Revelation prophecy or history? Who are the mysterious 144,000 of Revelation? Where is the rapture in the book of Revelation? What is the meaning of the number 666? Will the Antichrist be killed and resurrected? Where will the Antichrist headquarters be located? 
Is Jesus really going to reign over the earth for a thousand years? Are believers going to live eternally in heaven or on a new earth? Dr. Reagan's book concludes with lessons drawn from the book of Revelation that we can apply to our lives as we try to live for Christ in the end times. You can secure a copy of this book for a gift of $15 or more, plus the cost of shipping. Just call the number you see on the screen between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, or you can place your order at our website at lamblion.com. Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus. 